Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 236 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Small bit of news tonight. I think we're going to do some quick news and then just talk some video games. That's kind of our bread and butter, right? Uh, Sonic Frontiers DLC Roadmap. Uh, if you remember from last week, Brant was raving about this title, and he cannot wait for uh, this. Now his potential game of the millennium has a DLC roadmap that he just can't wait to uh, speed his way to as the blue blur. Um, so we're going to go over that, and Brant's going to uh, pine for the future releases. Uh, next up, there was a Mario movie direct. I uh, hope everyone watched that trailer. We can discuss Grant did. Cesar did not. Did. Cesar, prepare to be amazed. And your December PlayStation Plus games, I think we're going to officially, as a podcast, retire the Xbox. Yeah. Games I with gold. I almost <laughs> put the games with gold in there, and then I remembered you specifically said, let's just not do them anymore, and they sucked anyway, so. Can't recall what either one of them is, or the premise, or anything. Oh, but they have a dollar, uh, a value of, like, 30-something dollars. <laughs> sure. Uh, they so you're not do. even getting your your values worth out of your sixty dollars subscription. I'm not discrediting uh, the the quality of the games. Uh, I think I'm discrediting the popularity and the hype behind them because we've <clears> all been <throat> games with gold subscribers for many years, and uh, they are not the type top tier releases that we have been used to. Cesar sent something. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> You Brand doing it, Brent. <laughs> it's it's just it's cursed, right? <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody putting the one of those dumb uh, face filters on uh, on some game footage, but it's pretty. <laughs> oh, one of the like bug eyed things. That every yes. time somebody turns yeah. around, it's a bug eyed thing. Just one of those like <laughs> those are those are filters. It's, yeah, it's it's really good. Those are always good. <laughs> That's a good one, Cesar. That's a good what game one. is it? What game footage? Uh, Crisis Core. Oh. <laughs> I want to see a little bit more of that. <laughs> well, when look at, come this, out? Look at the tweet. Uh, I believe it's releasing on the 13th. Um, or it's at least shipping by the 13th. I want to say it, it does come out by my birthday. Oh, is it on your list, Brian? On my list? Yeah. Oh god, that's that's nightmare fuel. <laughs> <He saw it. laughs> this is bad. Oh god, just, just wait for uh, Cloud to take off the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Why Zach looks uh, bad enough? This is awful. Oh, this is from the at Unaleska Games account. Oh god, no! What put the helmet back on? Oh. <laughs> uh. Cope through Crisis Core. Does she not like Crisis Core? Uh, Cope, I think she means uh, you never. You, you, have you beaten Crisis Core? I mean, I know how that story ends. That's what she means, Cope. She's gonna have to oh, okay. through it. Yeah. Okay. Because you're you're in you're invested in getting through to what you know is the finite. Mm. I mean, it's like Titanic, right? <laughs> or apparently, the Perfect Storm. I remember getting that VHS tape and thinking this was going to be this amazing movie. <laughs> have y'all seen the Perfect Storm? With George Clooney? Yeah. Do you remember the ads and all that? That big boat that was like caught it in that storm? Brant, yeah. do you remember that one? Mm, no, I do not. It is Dece- It is December 13th. Brant with the hard-hitting news. 
Yeah, they all fucking die in the perfect storm. Spoilers. Oh, God. I'll never watch Not it George anyways. Clooney. They don't make it. And you're invested in their plight and their families back home that know the ships out there and all that kind of stuff. And they don't make it. Of course, <laughs> they got destroyed by the perfect storm. Perfect storm. <laughs> uh, speaking of perfect storms, free Sonic Frontiers DLC will include <laughs> new story content and playable characters. Uh, Brent, will this affect any of your game of the year decisions? Because these three content updates will occur next year in 2023. Oh, yeah. Incomplete game. <laughs> Two stars. Uh, this comes from Tom Ivan at VideoGamesChronicle.com. The publisher said on Wednesday it plans to release three free DLC updates for the game in 2023. While it said its plans are subject to change, the first DLC update is currently set to include a photo mode, jukebox, and new challenge modes. The second update will include Sonic's birthday, quotes, an open zone challenge, and new Coco. Those were the creatures that Brant was raving about uh, last <laughs> week and is currently uh, trading to Cesar via his VMU. Uh, the third update will add playable news story content and playable characters. Sonic Frontiers received a mixed response when critics went when when critics went hands-on with a preview version, but last month's final release was met with a generally more positive reception, and the game currently has a Metacritic score of 72. It also set a new record for the most concurrent players of any Sonic game on Steam, hitting a peak of 19,181, according to Steam Database. That's significantly higher than the series' previous high of 11,937 set by Sonic Mania around five years ago. Brant, would you say Sonic Mania is a better or worse game than Sonic Frontiers? Um, well, that's more of your 2D Sonic. I'd, I'd say if you're looking for, for classic Sonic, that is a more true classic Sonic game. So they're not really able to uh, be compared to the two of them. Yeah, because this is 3D. 3D Sonic. It's true. Uh, that's it. That's the Sonic news. Next we go into Mamma Mia. <laughs> it's it's a me, a Mario. Mamma Mia, it's me, the musical. <laughs> it's not bad. Oh, Might be the episode title. In a long, several-week run of not coming up with an episode title during the episode. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie second trailer is here. I guess we can talk about it while Cesar's gone, so he doesn't get any... Yeah, he may want to go into a oh, line. Uh, what do you think? What's your hot take? I actually liked it better than the first trailer. I did too. I like seeing more of the characters, more of the universe. They're definitely going to go like you saw Mario Kart at one point. It's just literally oh, yeah. Mario Kart on but Rainbow Road. Yeah, it's going to be nothing but like different Mario references throughout the whole thing. Yeah, because I mean, even even Peach winds up picking up a fire flower and she like transforms and she's got her white dress with the red accents and everything. And so Very it, cool touch. It, it looks like. I'm sure with Miyamoto kind of closely working with it, there's going to be so many damn references everywhere throughout the movie. He almost has because this it wasn't just a trailer, right? It was a it was a Mario Brothers a, movie direct. Yeah, it was a full direct just for the movie. And so there were interspersed like director interviews. They spoke with some of the cast, like Seth Rogen had a little bit. Uh, Anya is it Anya Taylor Joy, yeah. who's in the Queen's Gambit. She's Princess Peach. Like, they got triple A talent for these voices. Um, and they, like I said, there were interviews in there. But uh, Miyamoto has almost like a Kojima-esque thing for this uh, Illumination director. Yeah. Right? He's always like, Chris-san, 
what we're doing with Chrisson. <laughs> These decisions were made in conjo- uh, conjoint effort with Chrisson at Illumination Studio. Like it's always it's always this name drop thing. Uh, colors look great. Like the, I think this is going to be like an HDR showcase. Yeah, uh, definitely be one to see in theaters, and I think it's going to sell gangbusters in theaters. Uh, Miyamoto had an interesting bit about Donkey Kong because we finally saw Donkey Kong, right? Seth Rogen's DK, <laughs> and he mentioned that this was the first like 3D render of Donkey Kong that hasn't been tied to the, uh, the Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong Country, Kong, yeah, Donkey Kong Country yeah. version. Rare's remake and reimagining of Donkey Kong. So that's that's like most of us have known and grown up with. Uh, the original Donkey Kong was, I won't say more cartoonish, but he, he had a look he, to He it. really was. He was a little bit more cartoony. Yeah. Before that rare uh, rare reimagining. And I like both. It's not like yeah. I'm going to die on the Donkey Kong hill, but uh, he's it looks, like, it looks like Donkey Kong. It's a movie-fied version of DK, I think. But everything's still fine. It does nothing so jarring or alarming it doesn't seem like a project in trouble it seems like a high production it's some of the best animation like from that studio i think i've seen like the colors alone are just gorgeous yeah. uh we saw bowser a little bit more he didn't really steal the show like he did last trailer yeah jack's jack black's bowser jack black's browser and he jack black wasn't in this speaking bit right he didn't come on there no they they only uh brought yeah. in uh, anya yeah. taylor Joy and uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah, one line when he was talking to Luigi about looking for a mustache person. That's right. Yeah, and we got to hear Charlie Day as Luigi, but they didn't have a little interview with him or anything either. I bet he's next. I bet the next trailer thing will be for him. Who else would they? They did DK. Uh, what's his name? That's Toad. Oh, um, Key. Key. Key and Michael Key. I bet I'll be uh, something with him in there. It looks good. I think my family's going to go. Oh, yeah. We should know Fodcast. Uh, <laughs> buy, up, buy up a row at the movie theater and watch some Super Mario. I wonder if it'll be IMAX. Probably. Because the one yeah. closer to Cesar has IMAX. The one closer to me does not, correct? Brand, do you have a theater? I... Or, or you could just do what my yes. cousin did. and She, she went to the, the 4D theater in uh, Atlantic Station. The 4D theater. Yeah, I don't think oh I need to gosh. see the Super Mario movie in 4D. Uh, I was laughing the whole time when she said her and her husband went and watched Black uh, Wakanda Forever over there in the 4D, and they're like, they're filling up punches in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, I guess it was like Disney World or something. I did one that was like a Shrek thing, and there would be this fart mist that would come out at you, and ants would crawl up underneath the seat. So that's that's uh, Pixar's Bugs Life, and it yes, might have been Bugs still Life there. then. Okay. Yeah, you get the bugs like thing. Yeah, stuff crawls under the seats and yep. spits at you and whatnot. Is that an Animal Kingdom? Yes, Animal Kingdom thing. Bugs Life. Very cool. And I forgot to tell you, uh, Richard. I, you mentioned that with the whole Chrisan thing, and I think I know Brand might know. When I when I'm going through uh, my Japanese studies, it's it's rude to call somebody uh by pronouns, believe it or not. They always refer by name. Name and son afterwards. Yeah, I mean that's just a, like Mr. and Mrs. Son. Okay, so yeah. it's not like a, it's not like this idol worship thing. It's literally using the individual's name. It's like because I mean they have words for like you, like Anata or Kimi, but it's if you know the person's name, you're not supposed to use it. Yeah, it's rude. So you, ha- you you have to like 
they, they usually don't they don't use pronouns a lot so i mean unless you refer to yourself well always... their their whole sentence structure is different anyway because most of the time the subject is just implied like if you were saying um oh i was i was home today and i went and checked the mail it would just be like uh the sentence in japanese would technically be like went to mail checked or something like it, it's their whole sentence structure is is different if if you're talking specifically about something you might actually say that person or um that a, a place or something but uh, most of the time the subject is implied a lot with with their language it's i know you're learning a lot more about it Cesar. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, and I don't want to take too much of our time, but that's exactly what I just got there on learning was... Uh, the conjugation? Sentence structure. <laughs> so they, they're, and it's weird, and I'm going to go over it real quick, but uh, the sentence structure, I think in, they, what they said in English, it's subject, verb, and I think object, I believe. Mm-hmm. Japanese is subject, object, verb. The sentence always ends in a verb. And a complete sentence would be uh, like neko, uh, no, nizumi mi wo tabemasu, which is object, verb. Which is mouse, mouse eaten, mouse is eaten. That's a, that's considered a complete sentence. Another one would be tabemas uh, nezumi huh? wo, which is this verb then subject, and then there's some tabemas would just be a sentence like just eat. So, I mean that is perfectly uh, a legit sentence in Japanese. Just go tabemas. Like if I say eat, you'd be like, all right, eat, eat what? Who ate? <laughs> you eating? I mean that's what you would ask me if I just go out of food and say eat. That's like, yeah, eat is just a legit sentence in Japanese. In well, regards to what's the context? It's it depends. Yeah, it just all depends. <laughs> all that, that you can literally have Japanese, like what I've learned there, you can literally have legit Japanese conversations with like four or five words. And it's like a whole yeah. paragraph. You, you just could literally walk, walk in somewhere and just because you're hungry, you're like, oh, eat. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll know. Or, 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 or you're, you, you eat. Yeah. Or, you're yeah, asking, that. you're asking somebody if they, if they want to eat, you look at them at, you want to eat, just, you know, eat. It's it's interesting. Let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> Cultural differences. I'm digging it. Uh, I guess the last the thing that kind of stuck out with me with this trailer. We'll move on from the Mario trailer. It's not big news. Mario's kind of a doofus. Like he's stumbling into stuff. Yeah, and he's tripping over I things. I didn't notice that. Like the Mario we've always known is kind of a let's go get it. I'm the guy. Like he's never there's never really like a lack of confidence. Luigi's like the doofus scared and they're definitely making him scared right so yeah but it does is it like oh yeah i was gonna say it just it it seems like and i don't know if it's just because it's like illumination and they're making it more towards kids and they think that that goofy humor is 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 just more fun and silly and kids will appreciate it more but yeah when you see mario and he's like trying to do something like three times and then he's like oh yeah i got it and then he gets you know hit by whatever it was because they showed that and you're like nah, that's that doesn't seem like mario to me that it's doesn't goofy. fit the character it's a doofus it was out of place but i don't i don't i mean chris this pratt. is their take on mario so chris pratt they got the right guy <laughs> it's a me yeah. a mario <laughs> it's starting to make sense right like he's just the doofus is like stumbling from thing to thing and that's what it seems like this mario is doing is he lost in this 
Well, remember that first clip? He gets out and he's like looking around the Mushroom Kingdom. It's like he doesn't know where he is. So maybe that's yeah. uh, maybe that's his shtick in this one. He's just lost and goofy. It's Chris Pratt. I don't know. Everybody was judging him. He was there the whole time. Yeah, it like fits the character. He's literally the Star Lord of the Mushroom Kingdom, <laughs> the Star Child. All right, last but not least, PlayStation is uh, good games. Yeah, PlayStation's keeping up on the good trend for their PlayStation Plus titles, unlike the Lames with Gold, which we shall henceforth never reference, unless it's something of note. If there's something decent in there, we mentioned. Uh, but this was leaked, I think, early today and then confirmed later on in a blog post. And this comes yep. from Adam Mitchell, the director of content acquisition and operations at SIE, Sony Interactive Attain- Entertainment at the PlayStation blog. PlayStation Plus monthly games for December, Divine Knockout Founders Edition. I think that might be the only one I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition and Biomutant for both PS4 and PS5. The reason why you don't know it because it's not out yet. It will be out tomorrow, I think. Oh, it's a new release. Mm-hmm. See, they're good at doing that too. We, it seems like PlayStation Plus will be a, a new release every other month or so. It's also so, developed developed by your uh, favorite local studio from Atlanta. Uh, I think I only know of one, and I can't come up with it all of a sudden. That's what a high ends what it is. High res studios, yeah. <laughs> high res studios. <laughs> Have a T-shirt from their last game. Divine Knockout launching directly into PlayStation Plus. The third person platformer fighter adds a whole new so Smash Brothers adds a whole new dimension to the genre. Damage enemies to make them vulnerable, then smash them out of the arena in a unique third-person perspective. That's basically Smash Brothers. <laughs> Choose from one of ten playable gods to hurl boulders as Hercules or wield... Molnir. Molnir. I always struggle with that one. Same with the uh, Halo armor. As Thor, then battle across diverse arenas with their own mechanics to master. Play 3v3 arcade modes with friends to explore a variety of game modes. Or duke it out in hardcore 1v1 and 2v2 duels. DKO, or Divine Knockout, features cross-play and cross-possession. This Founders Edition unlocks DKO and bonus content for the game, plus a DKO-inspired skin in Smite. So, I mean, who's starting up that game and looking for Donkey Kong? DK. DKO. Brand, you're playing this right. This is your <laughs> type of game. Brand, you're good at trying these out, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I might. You might fire it up and might turn into PlayStation All-Stars. It might have been a whole... Uh, oh, don't say that. Backdoor uh, surprise for you to play PlayStation All-Stars too. This guy just jumped off the map to go kill somebody. Okay, it's not as floaty as Smash... Well, it's floatier than Smash Brothers. I'm sorry. That guy was jumping around all off the map. This is not Smash Brothers. I don't know what this compares to. It's not PlayStation All-Stars either. The arena kind of looks like uh, Skylanders. It just and looks like che- a- it just looks like a 3D, like, you had a right since the Smash Brothers in 3D Arena. That's it. But not quite, like, I think of Power Stone when I think of that, but not quite Power Stone. What's their get with this? Like, where are they selling costumes and characters, you think? And moves? Probably. And taunts? Characters, yeah, taunts. If there's a battle pass, it'll be, yeah, banners and who knows what else. You still got your percentage damage on there. No bars. I can add to it. The Destroyer. Oh, yeah, there's like a finishing move. There's a bunch of people marching across. Hey, launches December 6th. Successor set straight to PS5 and PS4. Play it. 
What do they mean by crossplay then? Is it eventually coming to other things? Mm, I don't know. No, it's coming. It's, really it's a high res game, so it's coming to everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's just launching in this. I think there. I think it's like a. It's a twenty dollar game, I believe. It's, it's not free to play like they normally are. I think it's a twenty dollar. Oh really? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this is a legit bonus for PlayStation Plus. Yeah, I just what what you mentioned is I don't know what is included with it. It might be one of those weird ones. The base games might be free, and it might be like a founder's version for like twenty bucks or something like that. So. I don't know. All right. What else we got in these PlayStation Pluses? I don't know. We haven't got a PlayStation Stars update from Brent yet. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for Brent to start hacking his own characters in. He's not even waiting for the new one. Um, let's see. We got your one of your favorite games, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which, of course, includes Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. All That's... remastered. Man, I played that first one and it freaking consumed me. And I did not go back to the second one after I beat the first one. I think it made my game of the year list last year, didn't yeah, it? I think God, so. God, I love that game. <laughs> so much fun. And everybody raves about the second one. They're like, the second one's even better. second one is my favorite one. Yeah, so that's yeah. I know it's way up there it's on down. the list. Yeah. I enjoyed the third one the second time I went. And I think and then, they edited a Game Pass like three or four months ago. I, but I still do not. This is one I did not mind paying for at the time. I have no issues with that. Here's one I bought that Bio I do Mutant. have issues with paying for. <laughs> Go ahead, Brandt. Biomutant. Bio this is this is one of those that I've I've heard now that it's it's okay. But uh, yeah, I know at the at the time of release it was a little bit more hyped and it would did not deliver. Yeah. The PS5 patch, though, is supposed to be substantial. This blog post yeah. notes it has native 4K and HDR support in three different graphics modes. So probably some pretty good performance stuff in there. I think Cesar and I only own this because there was some kind of like Amazon glitch where the special <laughs> edition was like 30 or 40 bucks. I see it sitting behind uh, Cesar back there. <laughs> it's still there, still sealed. <laughs> on top of my, my the, the better game, Elden Ring's on top of it. So that's still sealed. Sitting on top of that one. Yeah, it's been slayed by Elden Ring. That's why it's on its side. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of free time. I just sit there and just play uh, Battles of Boxes. Oh, my neighbor actually bought bought Biomutant when it came out, and he was asking me about it if I'd played it. He's like, eh, it's okay. He, he, he'll give something like 10 or 15 hours before it's like, eh, it's okay. He wasn't super sold on it. But they also recently got a PS5, so I might mention that to him and see if he wants to pop it in and try the... See if the PS5 one improves any part of the experience for them. Is there any carryover that you know of of save files or anything? They I'm iron that sure. stuff out. Like, that's pretty much done deal, right? Like, it's not really a actual entity anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of those, they'll, they migrate. Yeah. And he might not care. He might just fire it up anyways. Um, You still have until... Yeah, the episode will not be up by that point. Or the episode will be up, so you will still have time when you hear this. You have until Monday, December 5th to add Neo 2, Lego Harry Potter Collection, and Heavenly Bodies to your game library. There's a PG-13 podcast. You can't be dropping lyrics like that. I can't be saying Neo 2? Oh, Heavenly Bodies. Heavenly Bodies? (laughs) Join us us on our next uh, Hot Tub Stream for Brant's Heavenly Body. Well, actually, his bodies. It's got to be all three of us. Let's all get in there. Let's go. 
That's Although it. That's Cesar, it. Cesar says clothing is not optional. So clothing is not optional for those who are joining us. It is optional for cast members. Brant, would you like to be promoted to <laughs> listener? <laughs> like I was for an episode, <laughs> but I kept my clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh God, we got to talk games. Huh? Oh, games yeah. played. We uh, all got on those crazy Halo maps. We did get on the crazy Halo maps. We introduced Brant to the madness. We did that right after we were recorded last week, right? Yes, we I were, demanded it. We said we were going to, and we headed straight to it. It's my Halo, and I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brant, you kick it off. Then you tell us about your Halo experience. Oh gosh, uh, it was we a, played some. We it was a lot of fun. Mention. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What did we go to? We went to uh, Helm's Deep. Uh, we went to that Waffle House map. That was mm-hmm. really cool. Um, immaculately Waffle House. That was weird. Uh, we all we all blipped for a second. I think we're yeah, good. It was a small blip. That was weird. Yeah. Skype. You get what you got. It's a it's a pre play pre planned blip. <laughs> um, Waffle House wants their money. <laughs> Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> they want their endorsement. <laughs> we did a not so awesome rendition of uh, Blood Gulch. Um, yeah, it had some. It was a cool. It was okay. It, yeah, it was. It was okay. It was. Yeah. It needed um, some work. There were some jarring yeah. color choices. Like there were some parts of the sand. There were a lot stuff. of clashing parts. There was yeah. like weird. Like metal ground, and then there'd be sand, and then there was like bright, vibrant grass. It, it didn't have the weird. best Halo like flow and vibe of the art and atmosphere that you're used to in a in an actual Halo product. I know it's uh, Forge mode, and it's just people creating stuff out of their assets, but it still it still didn't have like the right flow. It felt jarring to all of us, but it was cool. And there was a um, there was a neat lift. Remember, Cesar found that towards the end. Oh yeah, like, you would like go through that lift and it would shoot you across the map. Mm-hmm. Um, you did facility. I always want to call it Felicity because that's what Perfect Dark called it. Yeah, facility. We did. Um, what is that? Chill out. That 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 was a good reimagining of chill out. That OG Halo map. Yep. Uh, and then the uh, the duel of fates, where we uh, were running around <laughs> <laughs> with the damn swords. We thought it was gonna have the John Williams score in the background, but you you thought it was going. Yeah, it was only you hoping for that. You wanted it, so that was it was all swords, and it was a it was a maze. I guess it was different levels of platforms, and then one platform that jutted out into. The Darth Maul deposit chamber, <laughs> but but along the way it had along, the had the damn yeah walls that laser, came down laser lock doors thing that they were like fighting behind and the Jedi would stop and meditate and Darth Maul would just be pacing back and forth like a caged animal. Uh, that was kind of cool, but I think some of us were able to like walk through them randomly, <laughs> just like walk straight through the laser <laughs> things. But it was fun messing around with the swords and jumping around on the... It ended up being... Like, if we had... it was just, Again, it was... Was it three of us or four of us? No, for, uh, Renee jumped on there with Yeah, us. it was four. Yeah. So imagine that with, like, eight, twelve, sixteen, some sort of land. That would have been crazy. 
get together. It would have been pure madness. Oh, we never did try Lockdown. Somebody remade Lockdown in there, and I definitely want to try that because that's one of our Halo 2 land party staples. Yeah. Is that we do Lockdown on Rockets. Oh, just a quick update. I told you guys a couple weeks ago about the uh, the lady that's writing the book about land parties. Mm-hmm. And the CRT bot account on Twitter had recommended me like, hey, send them, send them some of your photos. They're asking for photos of land parties. And she emailed me today and said, I've got to send you the permission thing. I want to use some of your land party photos for the book. So I think we're all in the photos I sent to her. So that would be <laughs> extra dope if, if our Halo land parties are featured in that. And I, of course, I'm like, super psyched and i'm telling her yes please absolutely use the photos i think that would be awesome uh let me credit her real quick because I've, I've now mentioned it two or three episodes yeah uh this is merit k on twitter m-e-r-r-i-t-t-k um she writes for i think i saw a kotaku article or a polygon article not too long ago but she's writing a book called land party great title right and that is available for pre-order and the only i told her i was like i'm so sorry i haven't pre-ordered this yet if it if it had gotten through and it was paypal i would have already done it but it's like i always have to jump back and get a credit card it's credit card only but you can pre-order it through volume vol.co and the book is called land party a loving photographic celebration of the energy drink fueled furniture rearranging multiplayer gaming trend (laughs) and its nocturnal participants (laughs) even though mine are usually during the day right yeah Mm -hmm. And her book is carry back. on. That's carry on. Her book is backed 137%, uh, 1,328 backers, 73,000 pledged out of 53,900 that she needed, I guess, to publish the book. So uh, definitely go check that out. Even though the three of us will probably be in the book. So that'd be cool. Maybe. Renee said we need 20 people to play the Duel of the Fate match with all the yes. souls. That would be madness. How many people would it take to bring it to its knees, though, I wonder? Because we, we do some uh, crazy, like, all needles on lockdown modes on Halo 2. We, we bring those original <laughs> Xboxes to their knees with all the needles flying. Oh, in. drops down to, like, two frames. <laughs> Stop motion Halo. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what else, do, what else do we play? I feel like we tried a couple more. <sighs> there was something else. You definitely did, uh, Felicity. 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 It's Felicity on Perfect Dark. They remade it at Perfect Dark, and I played <laughs> way talking, more. We're not talking about that. the TV show Felicity. Uh, they called it Felicity, and um, I can't remember the other map that they stole, but they renamed it something else like that too. Yeah, Perfect Dark was Perfect Dark was definitely our jam. Uh, we played the mode. We played the survivor mode. Yes, Monday we uh, we got on for some lunch. We played some think? old school, and then we played the survivor. What'd you think of the survivor mode? It was good until we got our ass handed to us. Uh, <laughs> it's gone like that the past couple times I've played. It's tough. Oh, but I did notice. So I, I popped it in today. I popped in Halo today. Popped in, booted up, whatever it is. You don't pop in Halo anymore, do you? I'm, I'm an old man. No. Uh, there's a new like featured thing, like a new highlight playlist or whatever. They did not get rid of that survivor one. They bumped it down. Remember, they would always hose us like that on Land Grab. Like, Land Grab would be the featured mode, and we'd be all into it. And then the next week, they'd kick it out of the rotation. That survivor mode is still in the rotation. There's something else in its place, which which actually sounded good. But uh, that survivor one that we really like is still in there. So we can dip back in there and play some more of that in the next week or so. 
Um, I guess I'll pick up with games played. Yeah. So uh, my kids are actually playing this one. We were trying to, I was trying to validate Game Pass because that now every time I log on the Xbox, they're yelling at me. You only have five days. You only have four days to re-up your Game Pass. And it's right there on the screen. Like the default answer is to go straight to the resubscribe, resubscribe screen. You have to tell it not now to specifically get away from there because I'll accidentally hit it and go straight to it every time. But uh, we were scrolling through the games and one of my kids saw, it was like a teddy bear or something. And the game is called Unpacking. Has anyone heard of this? Unpacking. Packing. It's yes. almost. Yeah. It's almost. Uh, it's an indie game of sorts. I need to mention the developer, and I have failed to do so. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Florence, which was one of my games of the year a couple of years ago. It's like a quick mobile game. Um, you start off in you. You have like a picture book, like an album, and you label the album. So my kid used their name as the name of the album, and then it shows. It writes across the screen, almost in like Yoshi's Island script it says 1997 and you're looking at a bedroom and there's like boxes on the floor and so you tap on the box and an item pops up it might be teddy bear um a game boy it was a game boy in this case like a game boy color and there's like various things and we figured out there's multiple ways to play the game because they want you to it's kind of like a puzzle game so this uh uh she picked a female character and i don't know if that changes the way the game plays but it was a so it's a it was like female bedroom. So there's teddy bears and there's um, eventually you get to feminine clothing, I guess you could say. So it trends like I don't know if it stays like that with genders the whole way through, but that's kind of that's that's how their playthrough is going so far. Um, but they're in a they're in a bedroom and it's got like a desk underneath the bunk bed type thing. And then there's a dresser. And so you're unpacking, uh, like I said, a Game Boy. There's a bunch of books. There's a soccer trophy. There's a soccer ball. Um, there's a CD player. And there's just these items that you, like, rearrange. And once you've gotten everything out of the boxes, the, the cardboard boxes do this real cool, like, flattening thing when you're done unpacking everything out of it. And there's three boxes for this room. And when you're done unpacking everything... It, it fits. It's not a grid, but it has to fit. Each item has to fit in a place, right? So the soccer ball can't the, your your desk drawer underneath the bunk bed pulls out, but the soccer ball doesn't fit in there, right? The physics won't. It doesn't allow it to fit in there. But you could put a book in there or you could put a pack of markers or an eraser or something like that. Something a lot. The game has a logic built behind it. And so once you've unpacked everything, these the items that aren't in the right place will blink red. So then you're trying to figure out where they actually need to go, right? Do they go in the bookcase? Does it go sideways on the bookcase? What are we doing here? So for the first, and then both of my kids are playing this at this point. So for the first one, they played it this way. And then at the end of a star goes off when you've got everything in the right place or where the logic themes is the right place. And then uh, it says the you take a picture and then that picture of your room goes in the scrapbook that you label to start the game. And it says underneath there, my first room. And then achievement pops. And then you see the Yoshi Island font again. And it says this one was 2004. And so you see that this individual has grown up. Now we're unpacking like bras out of the box. But there's still a couple items that have held over. Like uh, uh, the Game Boy still there. We're unpacking the Game Boy again. It's a, it's a bigger, is 2004 a bigger room? I'm trying to remember. And there's also a kitchen 
in 2004. So there's another set of boxes in another room, and you just hit the shoulder buttons to split between the between the rooms. So um, we discovered that you can go into the accessibility options and turn off the puzzle part. You don't have to get the blinking red lights, and you can just unpack stuff and put where you want to, which by the second level, the second year that you're unpacking stuff, my kids were past the puzzle part. They were like, we don't want to deal with that. We don't <laughs> have to figure out where stuff goes. So they're just, if it fits, they're just like leaving it somewhere. They're put, they're dropping it on the floor, but they're doing a pretty good job. Like if it's a toothbrush and sometimes like the boxes, the box will be in the bathroom and the toothbrush will be in the box that's in the living room and a pot and pan that's supposed to go in the kitchen will be in the bathroom box. Um, but there's some really neat touches that I'm noticing. Like we did so far, we've done 97, 2004, 2007. Uh, the character, the female character moves in with roommates. So there's three bedrooms across and there's like a common area and there was, uh, there was already some stuff there. So it, it's putting together like the first room was blank and we were just decorating this character's room. Right. So now we have roommates and we have stuff that's already there. So we have to add into alongside the, the room and there's just real cool things like you could tell the characters getting older. So like I unpacked textbooks. Um, there's just things tied to the character and time, time to those, that time period. Like this was formative years for me too. So I'm trying to explain to them, to my kids, like, okay, so one example in 2004, um, you unpack a computer and it's a big, you know, it's a big case and a big CRT monitor. And then in 2007, you still have the same computer, but they have a, they have a flat screen. They have like a thinner, <laughs> so they've upgraded. I'm telling them that I'm like, they, they upgraded that technology. Uh, the boombox has been in every room so far, but in 2004, we added an iPod with uh, little headphones coming out of it with the ear pod looking. Awesome. And there's there's just so many little touches here and there that are um, like there's a Catan board game that's not Catan, but it looks like that font and everything. And then there was an operation game. Everything's pixel. It's pixel already. So the cover of operation is like less than eight bit it's just a blurry mess and it's called procedure is the name of that game instead of operation but there's just so many like real cool touches and charm and i'm i'm showing them and then the most recent year we're on is 2010 and we've got the boxes we've got now we're not there's not three bedrooms with three roommates we we assume there were roommates before now it's one bedroom and we're looking at there's a it's like man's stuff already in this house, like pants and uh, there's some video games underneath the counter. And there's a there's a New Zealand rugby team uh, banner on the wall. I'm like, what do you think? What do you think's happening here? What what you know, what what happened with this move now that we're in 2010? And my oldest was like, they're sleeping together. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one bed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they're sleeping together. <laughs> In the context, there, you know, there's yeah. only one bed. I was like, okay, that's, you know, it's a boyfriend or girlfriend or somebody that they're moving in with. Like this, this stuff is here. So I, d I don't know where this is going to go. I feel like, I feel like the way the narrative is and how, and the soundtrack is incredible. The soundtrack's on uh, iTunes. And this is a Game Pass game, by the way. Uh, the soundtrack is on Apple Music and I was listening. The music is just like atmospheric and it's just in the background. There's nothing, anything there's nothing in the music or the gameplay that's like super exciting or nothing jumps out at you. It's very calm. They love organizing the rooms and moving stuff around. They fight they fight over it and I have to remind them that they're <laughs> that's not the point of the game. And um, it's just it's really really chill 
uh, I messaged a friend of the show, James, and, and told him, I was like, I think this is a James game. I think this is one you would like. Because we talked about Florence a couple years ago. He's like, I already played it. It's awesome. You're going to enjoy it. Just keep going to town. And it's uh, very chill. The achievements are popping with every year that we do. And, and there's you could see like the story building up very subtly. It's not in your face. I don't know. The, I think the kids are picking up on it, but they're really just enjoying putting crap around, moving the clock radio. And um, <laughs> my youngest, it was her. I let them trade rooms or boxes. So uh, they were in the bedroom and you don't know what's in the box, right? So all of a sudden there's like 12 pairs of rolled up panties where you just have underwear. <laughs> and and they had put them like not in the drawer, but like on top of the dresser. So they're like all lined up like uh, like a bento box or something. It's just like these lines of sushi of panties. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you, you figured out we had turned off. By that time we had turned off the puzzle element puzzle, of it. Yeah. So. But uh, I was like, you can't, you, you still need that space because you can stack, you start learning the logic, like you can start stacking shirts because they might have tons of shirts. So you need that space for other things outside of 12 pair, pairs of panties just sit on the top of the dresser. Like those need to go in there. You need to open the drawer and put them in there. And they figured out uh, you could flush the toilet. So the, the toilet would go off. There was like three rolls of toilet paper in one of the rooms. So you got to put one on the, you know, on the toilet rate. Paper, toilet paper holder and then like stack two of them somewhere you decide where the where the two of those go and it's just uh it's very chill and i didn't think i would enjoy watching as much as i am but it's i i see the neat touches that are in the story and we don't get a whole lot of games like this and it's it's a lot of fun to experience one that's low stress and i'm not worried about capturing flags and kill to death ratios and throwing grenades and that sort of thing it's just you know it's just a relaxing good time just when I was ready to ditch Game Pass, and here here it is getting validated with a very cool game. I'm guessing this is on mobile and other platforms and stuff. It seems on, seems like a perfect mobile game. Everything. It's on everything? Yeah. Wherever you can play this, like I said, it is on Game Pass, but anywhere you can get this, I couldn't see it being too expensive, but um, definitely pick up Unpacking. They ask every day to play it, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to see where this, uh, like each year as it goes, where I think it's heading is I think you've been unpacking this whole time. I think at some point there's a a breakup or, you know, a miscommunication or something that's going to happen and you're going to pack the stuff. So it'll be that emotional. Florence did this. It's that emotional thing of like rounding up your stuff. You're getting your crap and putting it in a box and you're going to be leaving this place. Maybe you decorated it and then a year or something passes and maybe that's just a pessimist in me. But <laughs> Maybe we're, maybe it's like kids come along and you're unpacking the kids stuff. You have to move to a bigger place in the maybe in the country. Like right now they're in a city and the, the kids will notice like outside there's like cars going by and that pixel art. And then you move rooms and maybe that bathroom has a window and then you see like a bridge like this lit bridge at night and cars are going across that. It's just it's really awesome. The soundtrack's really, really good. Highly recommend unpacking. Uh, is that all the plane? It's only been a couple of days. I thought I played something else. No, my free time's been Halo, and now they've taken my Xbox, so I need to set it up on theirs. Yep, that's my games played for this week. So, sorry, so it was Brent. Did I talk about Mario Party last week? Yes. Yes, that was our Dear Thanksgiving. God, yes, you did already. That was our Thanksgiving <laughs> game. We discussed the Mario Parties. Oh, the Mario Golf update's out. Yeah. They must. They our saw Mario Golf for it because they were Switch asking. Sports. Switch Sports Golf. Might as well be. No, Mario Golf is not 
not as good as these, right? Yeah, I thought you were. I was like, man, you're you set up a Mario Golf. Holy shit, you're the only person <laughs> I know. I gotta learn to. I think I think that one I actually did get off GameFly. I think I stopped buying the sports games early. Um. So last week I forgot to mention a game that I played because all of a sudden it's you know close to the end of November and mm-hmm. my brain just went off immediately. I, f- I completely forgot about PlayStation Stars. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the reward program. I got on the app and I yeah. looked and saw what there was. And the majority of the games were literally just boot up a game on P- PlayStation 4 or 5. And you got the VR headset. You get um, a Thanksgiving holiday edition of the T-Rex. Oh, hell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there were there was one where you had to, like, play a certain fighting game. And I just I just haven't done it yet. But you could get like a kind of like an arcade cabinet thing. Uh, and oh, then, Brent, we're not doing this. We're not actually doing this. No, Brent. <laughs> were I'm you just killing play. time? I was no. killing time because literally, I mean, most of those are to get any most of those. You, you don't even have to play the thing. You boot it up and exit it and as long as you've um hit start um campaign on the reward that you want as soon as you start the game exit it it'll pop up on the app that's enough to count yep Friend, the, the, the stupidest fucking thing ever i got a secret agent clank figure before yep. i even got the secret agent clank game to play Yep, Secret um, Clank is one of the rewards. Yeah, what are they what are they memorializing if they won't let you play the title? Um, uh, so are you both into this? Or is no. it just something you check into I, and do? If, if I play the game and just I get a notification on my phone like you unlock this. I, yep. Oh, okay. So, you're, okay. You're stumbling into them. I'm I've I've gotten enough points to get ten dollars off of PlayStation purchases, is what I'm doing. Dang. That's good. So the uh the one game that I actually did uh, play was it was like Share the Fun, and you picked a uh, multi, couple different multiplayer titles. Mm-hmm. And so I've had this title for quite a while, and I just um, played it with my family over the last week, which is Moving Out. Okay. You had I've unpacking. Before. I had basically packing. You have um, packing. Is this kind of like the Overcooked game? Yes, this is this okay. is like the Overcooked. So your your characters are, you know, kind of weird little wobbly um, creatures. Uh, there's like a cat, a dog. Um, eventually, you get characters that you unlock that have like different food heads and things. Like there's one that's like a ramen. It's got like ramen head or something. It's I like that. I like ramen head. Uh the the biggest thing is there's there's a lot of references to all sorts of different um films, um TV shows and things in here. Um the two I can remember off off the top of my head was there's a basically the the Ferris Bueller's Day Off house. Uh, okay. Is in there, uh, and even the the car and everything's up in the uh, up in the top, uh, oh, and you can great. you can knock it down and everything. Uh, and then they have uh, Jerry's apartment. 
It's awesome. meant to be Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. Awesome. And so in 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 the game, the whole uh, objective is to go into these places, and there's uh, a list of things that you are supposed to move into the pickup truck. Um. Now, how safely you get them in there doesn't matter. So you you're breaking the TV. Like the the character will pick up the TV or a toaster mm-hmm. or or something, and the it's still plugged into the wall. And there you're having to like move it back and <laughs> forth and rip it <laughs> from the wall. Uh, you can you can throw these objects. So and some of these areas are multi-storied. Um, so you're, you're like trying to throw it in the right areas uh, to be a little quicker because of course everything's timed, and yeah, the, the faster okay. yeah the faster you do it, the better like metal you get because it's there's gold, silver, and bronze. Um, so it doesn't matter the condition that it makes it in the truck. <laughs> no, not at all. And there's a bunch of very very funny dialogue. So it's like, like FedEx bringing me stuff. Yes, and I mean it's it's to the point where it's like some some objects literally will not fit out certain doors so you just you throw them through the window and oh <laughs> have you do you try first and it's like we can't make it and then yeah. you end up doing that it's yeah it's easier just to throw it out the window and it's you've got to time it because both you and the other person because there's of course there's multiple objects uh you can press uh, a button and it'll kind of put an indicator over every object you have to move right and it'll let you know if it's a single person object or it's two people. Um, okay. So like couches, fridges, beds, and stuff. And so, if the person this may be one for them after after we do this one. This yes. sounds like their jam. Um, but it takes a heck of a lot of cooperation because a person can just get right there with you and grab the same thing and and move it. But you know they have to get on the opposite side of of the object to actually throw it. You have to like press and hold the throw button. And of course, when it's a big object, the the characters will swing it from side to side, and you've got to make sure you're throwing it the the correct way. Um, oh God, are they gonna it's, fight? It's, I thought this oh, was gonna be chaos. a cooperation lesson. Are they gonna end up <laughs> no? It is chaos. I think it. I think it is. I think it is worse than uh, Overcooked when it comes to the yelling at people. <laughs> It's, you know, it's you know fun, me and the missus famously chaos. didn't make it through Portal Two, co-op yeah. mode. Really? Yeah, that was oh a that was a relationship strainer. We weren't gonna we weren't gonna make it. We both wanted to put our hands Mar- on each other. Dang, Mario Party and uh, Mario Kart are are bad enough. Portal Two. No, you're not Portal shooting it right. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, because you know you had to time all the portals yeah. between the two of you going back and forth. Yeah, that was a relationship tester. Um, I actually, uh, after our games of Halo, I got a wild here and actually plugged in my, um, Genesis Mini 2. Okay. Um. I'm not sure where Halo took you there, but I'm curious. I, I was looking at it and just plugged it in and just for the hell of it. The dedicated some... Crusader of Senti box? Yeah. I didn't get into Crusader of Senti because I knew that would have taken my whole afternoon. But I did play some Outrun, um, some virtual w- racing. Um, I have no idea why, but I actually started playing uh, Night Trap, which okay. was just a horrible, gritty mess. It's significant that um, it's on there. It's, I guess. 
It really is. <laughs> but it's oh my gosh, it was terrible. I love that they have Sega CD stuff on there. What ver- what version of Virtual Racing is that? Um, it's just the Genesis Virtual Virtual Racing. Um, okay. I keep I seeing uh, cheap ass gamer. Somebody's tweeting about Virtual, some game called Virtual Verse, and all I can think is that it's a game that has Virtual Racing and Virtual Athlete, Virtual Tennis. It's got all the Virtual Virtual Baseball. It's got all those on there. Uh, of course, I had uh. I had to play some Space Harrier 2 and some Sonic CD. Um, How does Space Harrier 2 run? Isn't that the one that was like not supposed to come out for Genesis? Mm-hmm. But they, the... actually, they actually improved it to run on this. I guess Space Harrier 1 and 2, they fixed a lot of the, the flickering and the sprite mm-hmm. scaling and things like that. Yeah. To where it actually it scales uh, more like it would on the arcade version. This is another M2 joint doing this mm-hmm. uh, Genesis Mini. I wonder what they're on next. I don't know. We don't well, know anything. We, we never talked about it, but um, if you got the uh, Mega Drive Mini 2, there was actually like a QR code or, or some website that you went to, and they had a survey. And part of the survey, um, one of the questions on there was, if Sega makes another mini console, what what console would you like to see? And it was like the Genesis model three. Um, yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen one of those? Yes, I have. I've got one They're Uh, it's cute. They're, they're small as, as heck anyway. So I don't know. Um, the Sega Saturn, the, I think it was the master. I don't remember if it was the master system. Master, one of them. I think master system has not gotten, um, in the Game Gear, I think Cesar would vote Game Gear as well on that uh, one. They they did the Game Gear in did Japan. Game Gear. Remember, they did those Horrible. micros. Yeah, but we didn't get those, and they were like they were fragmented. You didn't get the same one on each one, yeah. right? You had to collect all of them. I don't count that as an official effort. And um, Dreamcast was one of the other. So. Dream, I mean, Dreamcasts are still in supply. Saturns, I guess, are too. And there's easy ways to play both of those libraries. But I wouldn't mind a, I wouldn't mind a well done console of any of those. Any anything M2 does, anything out of the Sega library, I think is, I'm good with. Mm-hmm. Master System would really be something. Yeah. Um. Does Sega own a bunch of those licenses, though? I guess they could get most of that stuff. Oh yeah, I'm sure they could. Unless you're Victor Ireland, then you say no to everything. Yeah, he holds that. Uh, he holds the RPGs on that device that Brant's talking about, the Genesis Two. Um, I played a little bit of Puyo Puyo Sun, but that's actually what is that a, one? It's a two-player. It's like strictly a two-player because I started started doing it, and like the other side of the screen's just flashing saying "press start." And I'm basically just like sitting there practicing and I played a little bit. I'm like, okay, it's a Puyo game. And then, um, what was that other one? Night, Night Stalker. I don't really remember that one that well. Not a Dark Stalkers game? No, it's a, it's a Night, Night Stalker. It's like, uh, it's a forward scrolling kind of racing, uh, where you're shooting and the car, the car can literally like fly or, you know. It, cool. it can go all every every plane, um, and you're I shooting just, helicopters, and then it, it's just it's 
I don't know. It's a weird futuristic thing. I played it for a little while. It's not a bad game. I just that's all that matters. You tried. You tried it. I'm because I mean that's what you can do with these collections, right? You just pop something in and see what it's like, and maybe you come back to it, maybe you don't. Um, I'm gonna drop back real quick. The f- I knew nothing about Puyo 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 Pop, any of that franchise. Not even like we had dabbled with Mean Bean Machine, but it wasn't something we ever like played played. And I imported a Super Famicom, probably like 2004ish, 2005ish, and that was one of the games. And I just popped it in, and I was so hooked. And I've always I've loved that Puyo Puyo formula ever since then. Those are s- such good games, and I think the Genesis ones are highly regarded too. One of those they turned into Mean Bean Machine. I think it's the exact same mechanics and everything. They just mm-hmm. put a coat of paint over it. Yeah. Made it easily marketable for the United States with the song. With the Sonic characters, yeah. I love Puyo Pop. I'll do. I didn't get to play much, but I played some um, Blast Chords on uh, N64. Yeah, not the bastard version on uh, Retro Click. <laughs> on, uh, Rare. <laughs> no, no. I played I play oh, a they, little is bit. Is it on Rare Replay? That would make sense, yeah. You play, Do you play so. it on original hardware, or is it on the yes, um, I play- Nintendo Switch Online? No, I played it. I played it on original hardware. It's not on because that's a rare, rare game. So, um, yeah, but they've added like Banjo Kazooie, and they're gonna add Goldeneye and stuff. Yeah, that door's kind of open somehow. Let me see. Is it on this? Yeah, it is. Last core. It is on this. So you're saying the the one on the rare replay collection is is trash? No, I'm just I'm being an asshole. I haven't played it. Um, but yeah, runs, played, I'm sure it runs fine. Like, I was playing that a little bit before before Gemini, um, before we got <laughs> on. Cesar, yeah. didn't we try playing that one time? Mm-hmm. I have a boxed box like, copy like of Jet Force Bash Gemini. You have a box copy of Jet Force Gemini? Two seconds. Give me Is two that seconds. your original copy? The only person I ever met with one. I know Brant's doing show and tell. Mm. Oh, Brant. I remember playing this at Target on the kiosk and just being floored by how it looked. It is a it is a complete box. Is that your copy? Jet Force Gemini. Yes, I bought this at uh, at uh, our at that local game store that y'all uh, went to a few weeks ago. But it, it, honestly, one of the uh, the biggest oh really reasons, they had that there. Yeah, one of the biggest reasons I bought it. Blockbuster tag on the back blockbuster video it even has uh because it's out of the box um sitting on the shelf but it has one of those blockbuster video um like stickers the rental stickers over on it there. yeah yep. yeah that's that's the only way to live life i was like did it, I, did it come with the booklet with the cheat codes written in there <laughs> i don't remember if it actually has any cheat codes or anything written in there Y'all remember the days of returning a cartridge and then going back maybe the next weekend you had another rental and you were trying to find the one you had to pick up your mm-hmm. save? Hoping it was there. Hoping nobody saved over your save. I found my Blockbuster card not too long ago. I was going through an old wallet. I found my old school ID and my uh, <laughs> my Blockbuster card. You're going to go back to your old school and try to old they let you on there? Sure. If I showed y'all the picture, you wouldn't. I'm Cesar. You would remember this, Richard, but uh, it does not look like the one currently on the camera as we speak live. No, no cheat codes. Just, uh, just take a permanent marker and draw on the facial hair. And the hair. 
Look, it's me on the ID. <laughs> All the glasses on there, too. Yeah. Brent, just out of curiosity, how expensive was a box copy of Jeff Force Gemini? I honestly don't remember. It wasn't it wasn't that bad though. Okay. That it was in the right range. Yeah. Because when Cesar and I went, I uh I kind of kept I, I got what four or five Xbox games, but I knew I'd been pricing these on eBay and I kinda had in mind what I wanted to spend on them. And it was fair. Like I thought those pricings yeah. were fair. That one store was just mangled on um Consoles. I don't get their console pricing. Yeah. It was unreal. Oh, I've got another game store to talk about. I'll, I'll do that after you wrap up your stuff, because I found another one. That is true. You did find another one that you shared with us. Or I can just interlude in there. There's actually uh, another one called The Nerds World, and they have tons of Funko Pops in there. <laughs> but they also have a bunch of consoles. Like, I think a Dreamcast was 110 Um they had Xbox Ones for 200 I think. Um, and the the plenty of selection for PSP and original Xbox and 64 and Super Nintendo. Um, I, I've, I've had the Guardian Legend on NES circled for months at this point. And it's like I can't bring myself to spend 25 plus on eBay. And they had a copy for 20 And I was looking at it. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get that. I'm going to support the local store. I'm going to get this. And he's like, hold on a second. And he went rummaging around like right behind him and he grabbed out of a stack of other NES games. He's like, this one looks better. Take this one. This the same price. Just just get that one. It, the label looks better. And I was like, I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> and also found um, so uh, we're going to circle around a blockbuster here. Blockbuster released the Xbox versions of San, and- uh, not San Andreas, GTA three and Vice City with that same PS2 cover art that had like the the panels on it with the characters in it. Because the one that came out for Xbox was a dual pack. So it had like it had themed covers that just had the title of the game and like a background art to it. It didn't have these. It didn't look like the PS2 covers. So they had the the Xbox version of that one for 10 bucks, which I know is it's just a variant. It's not like rare or anything, but it's a different look. And I actually prefer the way that box art looks. So I picked that up, too, while I was there. But uh, they got great stuff. I, you, I did, uh, <laughs> you didn't get NBA ballers platinum hits. Yeah, the 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 holy grail of original <laughs> Xbox collecting. Hey, go on that man. We're laughing together, but the OG Xbox collectors subreddit, uh, the the swag or the you know the people get their titles next to their names. They'll say it says uh, NBA Ballers Platinum Hits next to their if they had the game. That's their that's their call to fame or whatever they whatever they call those <laughs> things on the side of the Reddit Reddit names. But highly recommend the store. Fair prices on everything that I looked at. I didn't see anything. It was like uh, they had a copy. I feel like Brant ran into this recently. They had a copy of Super Metroid for ninety bucks, and I'm looking at it like I think that's a repro. So maybe you know I don't know how far they go to authenticating this stuff. I'm pretty sure my copy of Guardian Legend with the slightly dinged up label, not the massively dinged yeah. up label, is authentic. I don't think anybody's rushing to bootleg the Guardian Legend, but. That the other game store, Media Mania, they do have repro cards for at least the N64. They label them as um, such, but though, they, don't but they? they, but they have them like off to the side. Yeah. Every single cart is like, I think it's like twenty nine across yeah. the board. Susser and I looked at those, and they, and they and, they're mixed in with like the Super Mario or the Smash Brothers uh, ROM hacks and stuff. Yeah, and like play GoldenEye as Mario characters has got like. Mario Golden Eye 64 next to it and all that kind yeah. of stuff. 
which is still if you're not a collector you just want to play the pop the cartridge in and do the thing that's a good way to get those games mm-hmm. not knocking repros but if you're if it's a collectability thing then you do not want to spend <laughs> you just gotta wait for your Rainbow ball which bottom edition repros come out <laughs> I'll buy one of those. It'll look you can just put it by your name. Shelf. You can put it by your name, Repro. What I'm actually thinking, oh, we're no. laughing about it. What I'm thinking about right now is separating. There's uh, there's threads where people have separated their Xbox Platinum Hits games. So they have like all those silver cases off on their own shelf. And it actually looks pretty good. But I'll be pulling a big chunk out of my collection to to move those to another shelf. But I'm kind of kicking around doing that. I might just do it and see what it looks like. So. Brent, we'll let you wrap up the last four. The very last game that I've I've been working on is a game that has been out for a little while, and I just uh, haven't played it. I, I bought it, um, I guess, a, a month or so ago because it was on sale. Um, is Sifu. Ah, uh, I remember this, the hype behind this one, yeah. This is the, the, the martial arts fighting game where... Um, if you get defeated, you have the option to age a year. And uh, with age comes, comes wisdom. Uh, a great responsibility. <laughs> so uh, if you age too much, eventually like your health starts going down, but your power <clears throat> starts going up. Um, so there's a risk-reward. Yeah. Um, any time that you technically get defeated, you, um, cause you get experience going into all these different levels and, and fighting all these different opponents. You can spend those experience on, um, different moves or abilities and things, um, to kind of expand, uh, your combat. Um, and it's, it's actually, it's one of those games where it's, it's hard to kind of master that combat. I'm still kind of trying to get into it, but it's super, super satisfying if you pull something off. When you land it, yeah. yeah. Um, I've heard it's insanely difficult, but it's when it you is breakthrough and you get that point. It's satisfying like that. Yeah, it's it is it is a, it's a little bit on the difficult side, um, but uh, the the aesthetic, um, art style, the um so far the story and everything so it starts off um you you're just this guy and you walk up to this temple and you basically are breaking in and fighting all these different people and then eventually you uh get up to who is like the master of the temple and obviously you're like you get the you get the gist that you're a disgraced student um, he tells, he tells you, you know, I should have, you shouldn't have come back here. I should have ended this. Now I'm going to end this. And you fight him and you kill the master. And basically that's where the story starts is there's a, there's a kid that's right there when you were fighting and the kid's sitting there watching from the cabinet. And, uh, sees everything go down and so now it uh transitions into the tutorial and now this kid is training 
and mm. it's it's the open credits and the tutorial. So it's like the the credits are cool. going, and it's you know saying press this button to block. Okay, then press this to to counter, and 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 it's it's actually pretty satisfying, and it takes you through some of the different enemy archetypes. That's intuitive. That you'll yeah. in, encounter. Uh, and so now you are this, I want to say you start at age 20 and, uh, you're seeking revenge on the, the, the people because it was, it was a guy and like four or five other people that stormed this, uh, uh, this dojo and, and took so out the, the master. They're all like sub bosses and stuff. You got to mm-hmm. find them and take them out. Okay. So. Is there any like free roaming to it, or do you just pick stages from a? Is it yeah. linear? Yeah, you 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 pick a stage and you you basically go through it fighting. You're picking up little uh, bits and pieces of a story. You know, there, there's obviously there's a criminal element because you're the first place you go through. It's like a warehouse, and there's like kind of it's it's like basically drug paraphernalia. It's you know, it's, oh, this is flour and this, you know, you're in this obvious warehouse where they're grinding all this stuff into powder. And it's like, yeah, (laughs) in Colombia, but it's but it's all like purple. And so uh, there's like stacks of uh, there's one part where you walk in and there's just like a bunch of money. And, you know, so but it's you, you you get the, you know, feeling and all this little bit of a story that. You know, the people that you're going against, it's obviously this criminal element. They're not good people. Uh, Sounds good. And it's, yeah, it's actually, it's pretty damn good. I'm enjoying it. Um, like I said, it's a little on the hard side, um, but it's it's fun. Sifu. Sifu. And I got the uh, Vengeance Edition right Does here. Have, with uh, drug references or drug paraphernalia on the no. ESRB rating? Really? Violence. Let's see. Violence, blood, slang, strong language. St- yeah, there we go. Strong language. Uh, uh, drug references. Drug so. references. My favorite rating. Mm-hmm. Is that also yeah. on Blast Core? <laughs> Hopefully. Probably not. I've but, never played Blast Core. Really? It, you just you just destroy things. It's. It's a fun little mindless game. It's not bad. Do you have nostalgia for it? Don't no, you get back into it, or you just recently picked it up? No, I've I've had it. I know I've I picked it up. It was one of those that I always heard was a good N sixty four game. Right. So it was one of you know one of those things that was like eight dollars or ten dollars or something. You yeah, saw it and was like, I'll pick it up. And yeah, it's been sitting on the shelf. And it I was think a little it's still bit one of the cheaper ones like that. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was like ten or fifteen minutes before Halo, and I was just looking for something to do. I was like, "I'll pop it in. Why not?" Good times. You gonna join us for Saturday Halos now that uh, oh yeah, madness. Oh yeah. Sounds like a plan. Pure chaos. All right, is that it? Anybody else? That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios. Let's do it.
just do Jenga, but with vehicles. Yes, a friend of the show, Aiden, who I was chatting with, he subbed and or subscribed and uh, text some of his friends. So hopefully we'll pick up a couple more with them. Thank you, Aiden, if you're on the chat now or if you're on the stream with us. Awesome. We really just need email addresses at this point. We've never done it for SoundCloud. Do we just pay for the Twitch? (laughs) Twitch follows. You can for that massive revenue. No, you just you don't have to pay for them if you have a hot tub and thong bikini <laughs> and a countdown timer. I almost thought you were just going to say hot tub time machine, but it's always the thing that comes up. Fun fact, I, think... I asked the uh, current uh, Mrs. Richard on a date to a drive-in movie that was hot tub time machine and like a scare. It was a paranormal activity movie, maybe, maybe the second one. Yeah. And this individual, uh, the current uh mrs richard declined so i took another date <laughs> so I always think about when i hear hot tub time machines i took somebody else i think the, did you ever watch the sequel hot tub time machine yeah no that whole bit where uh t mcbride was in there just uh remaking uh lisa Loeb songs was the, what oh. got me every time just I enjoyed like, the first one. I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. You know, that whole bit where she's just staring at the camera singing, like, you say. Like, he just did the exact same video frame by frame, just with him, <laughs> and stole it from her. <laughs> <laughs> just because he went back in time with the hot tub? Uh, yeah, he, he, yeah, he went back and stole, like, a whole bunch of 90s songs. That was, like, my whole bit that I was laughing at. So I, uh, well, I'm wearing my Beatles shirt, but we're kind of on a Beatles kick at the house. And uh, that movie yesterday, have y'all seen that movie or seen the premise mm. of it or anything? No. So the guy, we watched the trailer because it was like the Blu-ray was like six bucks on Amazon. It's a good movie. Yeah. Okay. So he's a musician. He's like a struggling musician, right? Like nothing breaks through that sort of stuff. He has some sort of accident. He like bumps his head. And then he's hanging out with friends and he plays. Was it yesterday he played on the guitar? I believe it, he started with yesterday, if I remember correctly. Yeah. He plays a Beatles song, Brant, and everyone's floored. They're like, oh, my God. Did you just come up with that? He's like, no, it was John Lennon. What? What are you talking about? Everybody hey, who's that? Like, who's that? Yeah. Getting their floored. So he just like starts churning out this Beatles music and he has this meteoric rise to the top. And I don't I don't know where it goes from there. But it, the trailer has him on like talk shows and all kinds of stuff. He's just going he's going super famous for these other songs that nobody knows. They don't know the Beatles are like a race. Like he starts Googling. He looks up Beatles and it shows a it's like a dung beetle or something. I'll let you know how it is when we watch it. I think it's going to be pretty soon. All right. We ready? Yeah. Yeah. 